Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one righteous page of Talmud every day. And today's page, Psachim 33, well, it talks about the oopsies of the world, the inadvertent kind of sin. Let's read a little bit. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said that the Baraita should be understood differently. And this is what it is saying. No, if you say this leniency with regard to the rest of the mitzvot, where one who is acting unaware is not liable in the same way as one who is acting aware of his actions, such as in a case where one intended to perform a permitted act and mistakenly performed a prohibited one, i.e. if one intended to lift something that is detached from the ground, but his knife happened to cut something that is attached to the ground in violation of the act of harvesting on Shabbat, then... He is exempt. Shall you also say the same with regard to misuse of consecrated items? Where if one places his hand in a vessel to take an object and unknowingly places his hand in consecrated oil, then he has misused consecrated items. Therefore, misuse of consecrated items is more stringent than other commandments as one commits the sin of misusing consecrated property, even if he uses the consecrated object while attempting to perform a different action, and is unaware that he is performing a prohibited act. You could hear these complications, these wheels within wheels, and you understand that the person we need to unwrap this mystery is the person who literally wrote the book about sinning, failing, trying and not succeeding, and then trying again and doing better. Our friend and our teacher, Rabbi David Beshevkin, hello. Leo, what an absolute joy to be talking Talmud with you as we get closer and closer to the end of this year. And is my ear correct? I heard words of Talmud, but I also heard a gentle woofing of a dog in the background. I hope we don't edit that out in uh, in post. Let's keep that dog. If that is, maybe it's a child. Let, Hard let's, to know for sure sometimes. Let's keep that as, as an... Uh- Oops, an inadvertent sin by the Belgian shepherd Lila, who did not mean to interrupt our study of Talmud, but here we are. No, I think she was awakened by it. And this is very much an exciting uh, topic for me. I will say Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak is by far her favorite, so... Oh, there's no question about it. Lila, I mean, German shepherds in general love Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, and I know yours in particular loves him. So this is actually a very interesting subject, and it gets to the different categories of inadvertent sin. And there are really two distinctions that we can make. One is in terms of the categorical action. How was the sin inadvertently performed? And then there's another categorical distinction that we can make, not in terms of the way the sin was performed inadvertently, but what type of sin was it? And allow me to just address both very briefly. In terms of the way the sin was performed inadvertently, we have different categories. We have one category that is called shogeg, which is accidental. That means that you intended to do the action, but you didn't realize you were careless. You forgot that it was prohibited. You, you didn't really match it up that the action you were doing was, in fact, forbidden. But there's a higher level, and I believe that's what we're discussing here, and that is called misasik. Misasik is where the very act you were intending to do, you knew exactly what you were doing. You intended to lift up whatever it was, cut a piece of grass from the ground. You just didn't realize it was attached. You thought it was totally detached, or 
You intended to do exactly what you had in mind, but there was no thought whatsoever that it was forbidden. And that is actually a higher order of mistake, which normally is not even considered a sin. It's almost like it's nothing, it's zero, because in Judaism, we don't tally right or wrong simply based on action. Similar, as we've mentioned previously, and as, as I you know, discuss a little bit more technically in the book, we really balance what's known in Latin as mens reis and actus reis, meaning the thought and the action together. They both need to be in concert, and it really takes two to tango. So over here, when the action that you wanted to do was actually, in the person's mind, totally permitted, so it doesn't have the same stringency. You don't need to do the same acts of repentance or tshuva or bring a sacrifice in the times of the temple. It's really something that we say, look, you intended, you knew what you were doing. You thought it was totally a permissible action. And it happens to be that the facts on the ground were wrong. Right. But allow me to add one other distinction that I think is really interesting. And that is that the type of inadvertent action and whether or not we totally wipe it away it really depends on what area of sin it is. For instance, as we discussed in our last tractate, when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, of what is permissible and prohibited on Shabbos, there's a much higher level of intention that we require to violate Shabbos. And if somebody does something accidentally, they're misasic, as we said, meaning the action that they did, they thought it was totally permissible. They had no idea that what they were doing, in fact, would lead to something that was prohibited. On Shabbos, it is totally, totally permissible, and we absolutely wipe it away because Shabbos requires an intentionality. When we think about preserving sanctity, and when we talk about the laws of Me'ilah, it comes to misappropriating something we are holy— Whether or not you intended to do it or whether the action was permissible or prohibited, we really take a lot more care because we realize the delicacy of preserving sanctity. And there's something to be said that even if it was done by accident, the very fact that there was a carelessness enough around something of such sanctity, that in and of itself may be a sin of sorts and can deteriorate or impinge on something's holy status. And I think it's a lesson of sorts in there are certain spaces, there are certain objects where they have such sanctity, even if we don't mean to impinge on that sanctity, even if the way that we approach our sacred objects is done with a carefulness, even that inadvertent carelessness is a carelessness at the end of the day, and sanctity is so delicate and so sensitive that we need a higher order of carefulness and intentionality to preserve that mindset and that sanctity invested in our objects, in our rituals and experiences. Amen to that. Rabbi Bashevkin, as always, you have brought intentionality and beauty to our lives. Thank you. What an absolute pleasure uh, speaking with you today. My warmest regards to your German Shepherd dog. She's a Belgian Shepherd, but I'll accept this as an inadvertent sin on your behalf. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) 
This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.